So thank you very much. Everything that I've heard and read, even from legal scholars, said there is absolutely no case here. It's not a crime. This is not a crime. And when you look at what's going on outside of the streets, where violent crime is at an all-time high, uh, I think it's a very, very — it's a great double standard. The other thing, this case could have been brought three years ago. There is no case. They decided not to bring it. The district attorney Bragg didn't want to bring it. He said he doesn't want to bring this case. But it's not a crime. We're here for something that is not a crime. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. What it is, is election interference. It's being run by Joe Biden's White House. His top person was placed here in order to make sure everything goes right. This is a — this is a terrible time for our country. This is a real dark period for our country. His top person, Colangelo and some others, have been placed into the DA's office to make sure they do a good job of election interference. There's never been anything like this in the history of our country. With all of this being said, I look outside, I look at the streets. It's so different from when I left New York. It's so different. It's dirty and it's crime-ridden. And today, you walk down the street and you get mugged or you get shot, and they're doing this where literally legal experts, legal scholars said they don't understand it. There's no crime. And there was no crime here at all. This is just a way of hurting me in the election because I'm leading by a lot. We're leading by numbers that nobody's ever seen before. And they figured this is their way of cheating this time. Last time, they had a different way. This time, they have something that's really down and dirty that no, frankly, no country does other than a third world country, a banana republic. So we're going to do our process. Uh, they want to rush it because they want to get it desperately before the election. And if it goes before the election, that's what they want to do. They don't care. After the election, they wouldn't have brought this except for the fact — no way — except for the fact I'm running for president and doing well. If I were doing poorly, they wouldn't have brought it. And frankly, uh, if I didn't run, they would have been extremely happy, because they don't like me running, and they don't like the numbers. The poll numbers have us beating him by a lot. So that's where we are. I'll talk to you later after. We don't know what's going to happen. We want delays. Obviously, I'm running for election. I can't — how can you run for election to be sitting in a courthouse in Manhattan all day long? I'm supposed to be in South Carolina right now, where other people are and where, again, this is where I should be. I shouldn't be in a courthouse or something that virtually every legal scholar says they don't understand that there's no crime. Even if he was guilty of something, there's no crime. So I will say that uh, enjoy it. It's a sad thing. It's a sad day for New York. They really do. Look, I love this city and I love this state. They have to focus on violent crime that's taking place outside. You have a new form of crime now. You have migrant crime. Migrants are trying to beat up our police officers. They're trying to do things that we've never seen before, actually. We are going to have a problem with — I call it Biden migrant crime, because you have millions of people came into this — this place, this country that has been so badly hurt. And they're — they're doing things that nobody's ever seen before. So you have violent migrant crime, and they're after me for doing nothing wrong. You know, I paid almost $300 million in taxes over the period of time. $300 million. And they say, oh, let's get Trump out. You have people that — it's — everything is politics in this city, including decisions and judges and everything else. It has to straighten out, and they have to focus on violent crime, not made-up crime.
Thank you very much. We'll see you later. Thank you. With Ellie Honig, Jennifer Rogers, and Michael Moore, three esteemed attorneys, I want to go back quickly to the major news that was just made in New York and make one thing clear. Donald Trump just lost what he was trying to do today. He lost in what he was trying to do, and he lost very quickly. His motion to dismiss the case you know, he was ruled against very quickly, and a trial date was just set for March 25th. This is real. This is happening now. It's 39 days away from today. They're going to start picking a jury about a mile from here down at the courthouse. And Donald Trump wants to avoid this, even though it's probably, from his perspective, the least serious of the four cases. He's still going to have a criminal trial happening, according to this schedule, reconfirmed just now in March. And I want to make an important point when we look at the overlap between the criminal case and the political calendar. Donald Trump, as the defendant, has to be in that courtroom. It's not optional. We've seen him sort of dip in and out yeah. of the E. Jean Carroll case, the other civil case. He has to be there. And this means if this goes as planned, and the estimates seem like this will be a two-month or so trial, he will be off the campaign trail in the courtroom in Manhattan, March through April into May. And if Jack Smith's case gets back on track, we're looking at a summer trial. He could be essentially pulled off the campaign trail for five, six months consecutively, right in the heart of this campaign. And the thing is, remember, the courtroom is the campaign trail for Donald Trump. He may not be unhappy with the fact that he'll go speak in front of those cameras every day on the way in there. And Jennifer, he just he presented a, a novel legal theory on his way in today. He said, even if I am guilty of something, there is no crime, which in a way might be the campaign slogan for Donald Trump. Even if I am guilty of something, there is no crime. That's the type of statement that may get him in trouble with a jury as this continues. Yeah, he's, I think, conflating a few things there. This notion of it's a misdemeanor if you falsify business records. It only becomes a felony if you do that to cover up or to, to commit another crime. So he's kind of getting his, his legal jargons mis mixed up there. But one important thing here, you know, this has been on the calendar for a long time, but now it's done. There is no delay from here, right? Uh, there's going to be no appeals. There is no way like we saw in the federal election interference case goes up to the Supreme Court. That's not happening here. This date, unless you have a longer than you know expected jury selection or something, is going to happen. We're not seeing any more delays from here on out. So that's why it's such a big loss. And Michael Moore, anything in the, the fact that the Judge Juan Merchant here ruled right away. I mean, we were expecting a two-hour hearing here, maybe some arguments back and forth. Nuh-uh. This started today, this hearing started. He said, you know, Trump, your motion is, you know, rejected right. and we're starting the trial March 25th. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't surprised by that. And actually when you heard Trump make his statements uh, before he went into the courtroom, this may be the only time he's listened to his lawyers and they probably had already told him he was going to lose his motion because he essentially conceded it uh, going in, going into the courthouse. So I, I, I think it was a quick issue. No question it was going to be denied. And so now, now we're off. I, I, I do think he will continue to use the courtroom sure. as his campaign stunt. I mean, that's what that's what he's done throughout. And so yeah. I think we'll see that. The idea that it's taking him off the campaign trail. That's in right. this case, it might not apply because this is the campaign trail. Kayla Collins on the campaign trail outside the courthouse in New York. Let's go back to her. Yeah, looks a lot different than the campaign trials that we've seen in the past, John, but it very well may be that. And it's notable because this is at the heart of what they are arguing about right now inside that courthouse behind us. And Paula Reed and Kristen Holmes, uh, essentially what's happening in there, which is remarkable to me as, you know, politically, Trump is so angry that Nikki Haley is still in the primary and that she has not dropped out yet, even though it's all but effectively over as when people look at what the numbers are. But right now they are making the argument that this trial, they say, would be unconstitutional for it to start March 25th and go on to six weeks, as the judge is predicting, because it would be in the middle 
of this primary process that is still underway right now. A primary process that they don't believe is actually happening. I mean, if you talk to anyone on Trump's campaign, they believe he's going to be the nominee by mid-March, which actually makes all of this that much more striking, that you will have, if their math is right, a Republican nominee. It's not just Donald Trump's first criminal trial. It's probably it's the first time a Republican nominee will be having a criminal trial in the middle of a campaign cycle. But yeah, look, we know that Trump's lawyers are going to use whatever they can to try and delay these trials. We have seen it time and time again. 